Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Highway Triple Five. My name is Raquel and today we have a special guest joining us. Tasha Renee is a sacred rage expert and the CEO of Sisterhood of Sacred Fire. She also has her AA in transformational psychology, holistic health, and is also a psychic Reiki master and hypnotherapist. Tasha, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. I'm glad our schedules like lined up to where we could find the time to do this because I know you're on the East Coast, so time difference can kind of screw us up sometimes, but it all worked Definitely. out, all in alignment. Always, always does. Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, so I always start off my episodes with what I like to call a weekly viewpoint in which I just share a little glimmer of my week. And since you're the guest, I thought we would start off with your highlight would you care to share my highlight of this week yeah oh good jesus god okay so <laughs> let's see um i mean i think i think it was i mean nothing's coming to mind except for yesterday so um i guess that's the the, the sign to follow that Go for um, it. i yeah. think it was yesterday yesterday was the was the new moon yes um yep i always seem to sync up with that in regards to and, and have no idea that it's that we have a a moon in effect and all of a sudden I'm releasing and doing crazy shit and then mm -hmm. somebody goes oh dad's the new moon today or the full moon I'm like oh, fuck. <laughs> okay yeah you're right okay so anyway so yeah so yesterday during the new moon um short story just it it kind of brought up a lot of things from when I was eight years old when my parents got divorced the night they got divorced wow um, yeah. And so it was a lot of deep, deep, deep things <laughs> that I didn't even know was even fucking there. Right. And it was all came up because I was having an issue trying to visualize a life for myself. And I'm like, I can't, I haven't ever, even as a hypnotherapist, it's hard for me to hip to, uh, visualize things for myself. And I realized it was because the night my parents got divorced, I had this vision before that, that like, oh, now I'm going to have a stepsister that's, that was my best friend to begin with. And now we're going to walk dogs all day. I was eight, you know, we're going right. to walk dogs all day and be best friends. And my life was hard ever since then after that. And it kind of clicked that like, oh, I just kind of, my eight-year-old self has been running basically all of my manifestations. That's what I realized. Wow. That like, I can't picture anything for myself because I have this feeling of like, oh, that's not how it actually works. Right. My eight year old self. Right. So I had to do my own clearing process around that and be like, okay, I see that you're here and, and you want to come up, but you, this, that's not my truth anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can't, we're not eight we're 47. It's almost 40 years ago. It's time to move on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move into adulthood. So yeah, I'd say that was probably the highlight for wow. me because I got to clear it. Yeah. That's so deep. I love that. I love your sense of awareness too. And being able to obviously like track that back to inner child and to trauma from your eight-year-old self. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, sometimes we sync up with the new moon or full moon or whatever, and we don't even fucking know it. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're in sync. Guess we're, guess we're doing this. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, for my weekly highlight or viewpoint, whatever, both, um, I, think, I think it would be that I um, taught my first Reiki 1 and 2 attunement class on Sunday. So, yeah, I know. I'm so excited. I've been a Reiki master since um, May. And then I felt called to start offering that as a class. And so I taught my first class on Sunday. I co-taught it with 
um, a fellow Reiki master in the area. And it was great. It was so fun. I mean, it's a little class, but it was just what I needed, especially for like my first time, you know, and you always kind of get in your head with when it comes to stuff like that. And you're like, Oh, am I going to do it right? Or whatever. But I feel like I got through the, the first hurdle and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And I can't wait to teach more, but that would probably be my, my weekly viewpoint for this week. So, well, it's a good one. Yeah, nice work. Thank you. Yeah, it was wonderful. And then with the new moon last night, um, yeah, I mean, yesterday was, I don't know, it was kind of a chill day. And then when I got home, I did like yoga in the yard and, you know, did, did some card readings and it was just a really chill evening. So it was good. I didn't sleep very well though. Did you sleep? Okay. I wonder if the new, moon Oh my God, good. dude, I slept actually really well. Really? I slept for like an hour longer than what I normally see. Yeah. But I'd like cry release some <laughs> right <deep> shit, you know? <laughs> so I was like, and then I took a shower before I went to bed that always relaxes me. So I'm just like, I was out, you were out. but like, I, yeah, like I had, um, a woman helping me with my business. She, she's was exhausted. I had another friend who slept for 12 fucking hours. He oh fell asleep at 5 PM and didn't wake up till 5 AM. Stop. Um, yeah. And other people that I, that I heard were just exhausted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting that you were like, yeah, it didn't bother me this time. I'm not really affected by it. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was pretty chill. I know I, I usually bleed on um, new moon cycle too. So I'm probably going to start my bleed in the next couple of days. And usually right before I start my cycle, I'm very like homey and I'm just chill and I, you know what I mean? Like snuggle time. And then all, all of it lets loose. <laughs> yep. I'm supposed to start on Monday. Okay. So that's right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So we're probably yep. on the same cycle, which <laughs> I love. Okay. Speaking of being the same cycle or whatever, but we're both Aries. And I fucking love Oh, that that's right. Yeah. When is your birthday again? April 1st. That's right. Mine's March 29th. So we're really close. We're really close. I love it. Yeah. I love Me it. Me too. I feel like I've always had that connection with you too, ever since we Aww. first connected on like social media platforms and stuff. I'm like, this girl, I don't know. And then like when I found out you were in Aries, I was like, ah. that's why. <laughs> so I love that's it. That's funny. I love it. Which, yep. um, and that's like, honestly, a perfect segue into um, the topic for this episode. So I definitely want to pick your brain about the sacred rage. Um, but I know personally for me and being an Aries, I don't know if that's symbolic of that fiery side or whatnot, but, um, so rage itself has always been something that I don't know. I've just kept like to myself, like I dealt with a dad who had, um, really bad, really bad temper tantrums and like used a lot of yelling to get through to us or try to get through to us. So I always looked at that as, um, as a negative thing. Right. So it was always like Mm -hmm. when somebody yells at me, if somebody raises their voice, like that's bad, I shouldn't do that, et cetera, et cetera. And then, um, I don't know, about a couple years ago, I would say maybe, um, I started hearing about sacred rage and I was like, what the fuck is that? Because (laughs) in my head, it was like opposite. Like how do those two, how are those two on the same level? You know what I mean? I was like sacred and then rage has always been negative. And so I was like, whoa um so I heard about it I didn't really like pursue it or anything and then when you and I connected on social media and I just saw all of the work that you do I was like hold up because I need to learn more about this (laughs) so so let's let's kind of go let's go a little bit back in time and can you share with us a little bit about how you how you got started I guess in this like what how did sacred and rage come to be yeah joined. yeah people always ask me this question because they're like nobody chooses okay to do this type of work really like like to do it in the way that I'm doing it like right. it's my sole focus right. pretty much right 
And I see so, that. I see that in your in your posts. Yeah. I see that in your life. Like your lifestyle is about this, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and so people do always ask me, like, you know, what, how? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how the fuck? So I this was two and a half years ago. Okay. okay. So, um, basically, my through lots of healing and and all the things, I came to in November of 2020. I um, was kind of looking around at my life and I was like, wow, I don't really like the way my life is. And I'm a firm believer from all the work I've done that like everything we experience is a direct reflection of what we feel or don't feel about ourselves on the inside, what we deserve, all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, let's go down the emotions and see what pops up in the body basically. And so I was going down there and I got to anger and my body reacted. And I was like, wait, what? what? Like, I mean, I had done so much work on anger so much. I mean, it's been my, you know, as a child, that was my, that was my go-to. I got kicked out of my house at 17 because of my anger. Um, I was constantly told, you know, rejected and abandoned emotionally and physically pretty much by my father over and over again. And that turned into rage. And I was an HSP, a highly sensitive person. I was psychic. I was an empath. Nobody knew any of these things, not even myself back then. And I had three other siblings and I just wasn't treated the same. Um, I needed more and I wasn't able to be given that. And then when I did ask for things or did get angry, then it was, you know, all the things you're too much. Why are you so sensitive? Not everything revolves around you. Blah, blah, blah. You're grounded. Go downstairs. Who cares? Right. So, so fast forward again, I mean, through life at that point, I had just done a ton of work up until this point over that because I'd obviously come across that at some, you know, many times of this was an issue. And so Anyway, so while I was standing there, I was like, every time I would think about being angry, I would do bypassing. So spiritual bypassing. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm mad at so-and-so still. I guess I am still mad at so-and-so still. But, you know, being a psychic, I know that we come here to like, you know, have them be our be our abusers, be our healers, basically, so that we can rise and help the collective. And I went into this like instant bypassing. And I was like, huh, that's interesting that I just like can't let myself be angry. And I was like, no, I just want to be angry. And then I went into toxic positivity, which was, well, I'm trying to manifest things. Why, why would I concentrate on anger? Because mm-hmm. anger is bad. And isn't that going to pull me out of my positivity of all the things I'm trying to manifest? Isn't that going to fuck with all the things I'm trying to manifest? And then I was like, huh, there I go again. I did it again. And then, then I went to judgment. And even though I haven't talked to my family in like, I think 14 years at this point, I still, if I pictured myself getting really mad, I pictured them all standing there with their arms crossed. See, we just knew you'll never be able to get over it. You're always going to have to have it a certain way. Like I just pictured all the things that they would have said to me. And that pissed me off to no fucking end. Mm -hmm. And so then I started, I was like, no, fuck this. Like I, why can't I be angry just to be fucking angry? Like, why can't I do this? And so I started walking around the house, naming off all the things I was pissed off about. I'm mad because of this. And I'm mad at so-and-so because of this. And it was like 20 minutes of just walking around listing off shit, which is a long time. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And at some point in my kitchen, I sensed my uh, boyfriend from high school that had passed over about three months before this, he had passed over and I sensed him. I felt him mm-hmm. and I don't see or hear spirit, but I can pick up what, what they say energetic wise. Right. And I, I, so I stopped to see if he would say something and he said, let it all out. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed the stove and I screamed this scream that has never come out of me. And I've done a ton of screaming. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A ton. And it was like, 
like because when i was walking around saying the things by the way it was felt like this like tornado effect that was happening i was like whoa what is happening like my body was just these things were i just felt like there was just energy really moving mm -hmm. and so when i let it out it literally rolled up from my toes mm -hmm. it was like this thing that had built and it it came out of my mouth and like my jaw opened wider the sound was this dark deep fucking thing i don't even know and when it was over I was, I was like, holy shit, what the hell just fucking happened? Mm -hmm. Like, like something had been physically removed from me in that process. Like I felt lighter and freer and happier. And, and like, I just knew something had shifted. And so in my old Facebook, um, you see, I, I went onto my old Facebook page and was like telling everybody, I was like, I gotta get on Facebook and tell everybody about this. And so I went on <laughs> Facebook and, uh, you see it in the Facebook, uh, live. I turn my head and I go, Oh, I'm getting the message. I, I think I'm supposed to do a program about this. Wow. And it was from God. Like I know specifically when it's from God or something else, and it was strictly right from God. God mm -hmm. was telling me mm -hmm. you need to program. And of course, at that point, again, this is two and a half years ago and this wasn't trend. Like right now it's kind of trending. People are kind of like, Hey, what's that? And they're kind of interested. Mm -hmm. And this was not trending. Okay. People were like putting the cross up and like hissing at me, like embrace my anger. Oh my God. It was right. like the devil's fucking work. <laughs> Some aspect. I think they might've rather had a conversation with the devil than step into their own anger at that point, to be right, honest. Right. Um, <laughs> it was, it was really wild and crazy, but yeah. Um, so that's kind of how the, the, the stuff got started. But what was interesting is after that sacred rage moment, um, about a month later, so I had suffered really badly from severe agoraphobia with horrific panic attacks. So for those who don't know, that means you can't leave your house or you can't be too far from your house. And it was 15 years of it. And I had tried everything. I mean, fucking everything. I had prayed. I had prayed to God, take my life. I had tried Reiki. I tried fucking anything. You name it. Besides medication, I refused to do that. Um, I had tried everything and nothing would shift this. Nothing. Mm. And um, about a month later, uh, so November, so then in December, I was like, you know what? 2021 me doesn't give in to irrational fear anymore. And I tried this before too, by the way, I tried just like pushing myself through it and being like, fuck this. And it, it, it didn't work. And some, something, something let go and snapped in me. My sacred rage was activated mm -hmm. is what I call it. And, um, in two months time, I was able to cure myself. I guess I would say heal myself past all of that agoraphobia. Uh, in two months time with no medication and no therapy. Wow. And that's pretty epic because it was because, and the reason why it's epic is because it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. No, I had to, I had to relax my body from head to toe every time I tried to leave the house. And I had to watch like point of view driving videos for like two weeks straight in order to get used to the, the sensation. And, and then on top of that, even when I felt like I was ready, when I was getting ready to leave the house, I was terrified. I mean, like <laughs> crying, <laughs> bawling, fucking terrified. Mm -hmm. But because my sacred rage had been activated in that moment in my kitchen, I, my body was like, we're, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I love you, but we're doing this anyway, mm -hmm. because we can't live like this because life is waiting for us because we have things to fucking do and places to go. And no, we're not doing this anymore. And it was two months of being terrified. I remember one time I reached for the, the door and the next thing I knew, we were in the car headed down the road. I don't remember how we even got there mm. because I was so scared. I blacked out for a period of, for like a short period of time. That's how scared I was. Wow. And I still was like, and then it was funny because I would get in the car and we'd head down the road and I would be filming myself to film like a, 
like a panic attack. Like, okay, I'm gonna film, film myself. We're just going to go through the process of what's been happening with me getting rid of this. And the, and I would just end up without having a panic attack. It was the weirdest thing. I would get 20 minutes down the road, 30 minutes down the road and nothing. Hmm. And I was just, my friend's driving and I'm just laughing. I'm like, girl, there's not, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm not feeling any anxiety. I don't know what's happening. So, you know, and my story is not, not uncommon. There's mm-hmm. lots of people who have had all kinds of, you know, shifts from it and stuff, but yeah, that's my, that's the story. Awesome. Wow. That that's incredible. I, okay. So, so clarify. So the, you said the sacred rage was activated in you. Was that during the time that you were in home, like during mm-hmm. those years? So the sac- sacred rage activation happened November of 2020. Okay. And then December of 2020 was when I decided I wasn't going to give into irrational fear. And then at two months later, I was cured of agoraphobia. Okay. So would you say and that that I, triggered the healing process from, from being, you know, like held captive in your home basically by your oh yeah Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, it's literally, that's what I was saying when I say my sacred rage was activated, it mm-hmm. activated like this courageous part of myself that mm-hmm. would not let me stay small. It mm-hmm. would not let me stay in the house anymore. It would not let me give into the fear. Basically I was able to feel the fear and do mm-hmm. it anyway. Exactly. Whereas before all I could do was feel the fear, turn around, go home and say, sorry. In fact, at that point, when I had finally decided to move past that, I was able to move past, I should say, um, it'd been six months since I left the house. Wow. That was the longest I'd ever gone being in the house. Wow. Yeah. And I was still able to, and then, and then once it was gone, I also, the next month in March, I sold all my things except for two bags. And I moved to Hawaii, not even knowing where I was going to be living. Wow. Yeah. Like, like went from a agoraphobic for six months in my house to, to a nomad. Getting, and, and, and getting on a pl- and getting on a plane right. that I just tear and laughing during turbulence. That's never happened. Laughing during turbulence. <laughs> what? Who the fuck am I? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm the girl that sits in the corner holding her cross, praying to Jesus we don't fucking die. That's uh, usually how I am on a plane. Right. So yeah, that was all sacred rage. It's all you're not the same person mm-hmm. at all when you do my work. I know people do other people who do anchor work and and have it you know offered in their programs, even have some retreats where they're offering things, and uh, it's still not what I'm doing. It's it's just not. There's mm-hmm. something insane that's happening. Um, yeah, people are just not the same. Mm, okay. So for the sake of our listeners, um, yeah. could you define in your own words, what sacred and rage mean separately? And then what, what basically like ties them together in your own words? Yeah. Well, I mean, sacred is something that is divine. It's goes above and, uh, and beyond anything else that is important in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sacred and divinity are the same thing. I think it's something that's beyond important. Um, so yeah, that's probably my version of sacred. And then rage is, you know, the word rage on its own is volatile and it's uh, violence and it's scary and it's fucking horrific and it's sad and it's, it's disgusting. Okay, so that's rage. But when you put the two together, yes, there, there's, a, so the example you give of your dad, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. That is just rage on its own. That is somebody who has an unhealthy relationship with their anger. Sacred rage is when you are able to take your repressed and out of balanced, unresolved anger and turn it into something that you have a relationship with that is now something healthy. It's something that you use for you instead of against you. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> before it is 
alchemized is what alchemized into sacred rage. We use the example of myself. Um, you know, I, the, the anger was actually keeping me from feeling the emotions underneath the anger and the fear mm. keeping me from, and not only that, but keeping me from what it thought it's, it's upside down protection. So it, it was, it, it was keeping me from being connected to the world, being connected to people that might hurt me. So that's basically what it was doing. It was like, I'm just going to make sure that like, we're just going to keep you captive. So you don't have to experience these things when it's alchemized. Now it's doing exactly what it did, which was like, no, like we don't stay small anymore. If somebody hurts us, we'll fucking figure it out. That's not a reason to stay small anymore. It's mm -hmm. not a reason to give in to fear. It's not, it cannot happen anymore. We have bigger, more things to do. So it's, 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 it's a healthy relationship with your anger. So your father is ruled by his repressed and unresolved fucking anger. Mm -hmm. And that's turned now turned into rage because he cannot contain it. And somebody who has, uh, you know, who is toxic positive, right? We all know these people. Love and light. Just forgive. <laughs> Right. Just forgive everyone. Let me look perfect and, and perfect for social media all the time and never talk about any of my problems and never let anybody in because God forbid, I cannot tap into any of that. I've had people who tell me, I know it's there, but I can't tap into it. I don't, it's numb. I can't even tap into it. Um, those are people who are really pissed off by the way, super pissed. Yeah. So that's so like people pleasers. I also say are like the most pissed off people on the planet. Because people pleasers are constantly pushing their needs down. They get angry. It doesn't matter. I have to please another person mm -hmm. because that person might leave me. That person might abandon me. I can't do that. Right. So when the sacred rage is activated, now it's, you know, anger, anger, the health relationship with an anger is creativity. It's passion. It's your sacred. No, it's boundaries. It's speaking up for yourself. It's again, pushing past the fear. It's not letting your trauma response control you anymore. It's communication in space of silence, mm. you know, with yourself and everyone else around you. It's saying, I, bet on myself. I believe in myself more than how you're going to judge me. I don't give a fuck if you judge me. I'm fucking going that direction. Get out of my way. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And if you don't like that, if you don't like that, yeah, that's going to hurt me. But ask me if I give a fuck anymore. Right. No, I'm not staying small anymore for you, for you, for you. And definitely not for my fucking self anymore. Yeah. It's not happening. So that's what I mean by that. That's you see how that's kind of an angry, like, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's what I mean by that. It's sacred though, because it's being done for the purpose of self-love. Mm -hmm. It's being done for the purpose of growth and creativity and building and the next level of your business and all the things that it requires for almost like game face. It's those people you see that are like, kind of like the personal trainer that yells at you. That's like, come on, you got fucking 10 more. And you're just like, fuck you. And they're like, fuck you. Keep going. <laughs> and then you fucking like are crying in 10 weeks because you have the body that you wanted. You know right. what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a during, and, and this is another example, I guess, during, during the scream process, I have a four step scream, sacred race scream process. And during step four, which is the sacred scream, uh, you know, people are screaming on an average of 20 to 30 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. And I've seen them go for two hours. Wow. And the reason it's happening is because I'm screaming at them. Mm. All the things that I heard them say to me in step one, which is a, a list that they write down in a specific way of the things they've all the things they've ever been pissed off about. 
I remember those things and I'm doing Reiki and then I'm yelling at them. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, why are you mad at your fucking mom? I'm like screaming. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm yelling. I'm using my sacred rage to activate theirs, mm-hmm. you know? And then, and then I'm also saying, this isn't yours. Get it the fuck out. It can't stay here anymore. This isn't, this isn't your shit. You were right. never meant to carry this in your fucking body. Mm-hmm. And so that's sacred rage activation. I'm yelling at you, but I'm yelling at you at a place of, 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 of power to activate your inner power and keep you in that space of anger for long enough that it fucking removes, removes from you. Mm-hmm. Like you can't remove your trauma, right? Your trauma is always going to fucking be there. You can't remove your trauma. You can't remove your ability to get angry. Anger is no different than happiness. It's literally innate. Mm-hmm. So what it does though, is it does remove trauma layers. Mm-hmm. It does remove trauma layers over and over again. It's proven that okay. that specific with the process I do does that. So yeah, so that that's, that's what sacred rage is for. It's to clear out things. It's to destroy things for the sake of, this is a new term I'm using right now in this moment. I'm just realizing this is coming to me. It's literally the sake of anger for self-love. Oof. That's wow. a big fucking, that's a big, yeah, I'm going to yeah, start. I'm going to make a post about that. Yeah. yeah I'm going to make a post about that. Cause that's really what it is. It's anger for the sake of self-love. It's you having game face on and being like, come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. come at me. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to fucking barrel through you because that's what my intuition's telling me to do. Yes. And I don't really care if you don't agree with it. Get out of my fucking way. Right. I yeah. love that. That gave me, that gave me chills. Um, <laughs> awesome. Beautiful. What, so what would you say to someone who, like me, right, grew up being taught that anger is wrong? Like, I'm sure you cover this in your sessions, like one-on-one, but like, it, you know, for our listeners, somebody who's listening right now, and they're like freaked out. They're just like, this is scary. All I've known about anger and rage is that it's, it's bad. You know, it's a negative, it's a really negative, huge monster in their life. Like what would be your tip, I guess, for them to kind of like move forward towards this, if this is something for them? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I would just remind to tell you is like, why, why do you think they told you that anger was bad and wrong? Let me just, we'll just, I'm just going to r- walk you through it, Raquel. Why, why'd they tell, why do you think they told you that? Because we're supposed to put on <laughs> our perfect selves. Like you were saying, being a people pleaser, like not being, not, not people. We don't want people to look at us. We don't want people to think badly of us. And if we raise our voice, if somebody sees us angry, then that, that shows them that we're a bad person. Right. And do you think that's true? No. Okay. So there's your answer. Okay. There's your answer on the sense that it's not bad. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's your answer on that. Do you see the connection of like, okay, that's lies. Right. And those, those being aware of it, because obviously like I've grown and I've seen that and I'm like, okay, that's, it's not. So so here's the thing, knowing it and connecting to it are two different things. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can know that all day long. Right. You can read it. You can see me talk about it. And you're like, yeah, I totally agree with that. But my body is telling me, fuck that. I don't feel safe getting fucking angry. Mm-hmm. So the only way that I have seen where people can actually feel safe doing that is through being witnessed in their own anger, being witnessed in their own story. And I mean, not just your story, because we've all told our stories. We've all had talk therapy. I've had every single person tell me, just had somebody in my recent program tell me this. I've had talk therapy up the ass. And when I heard that I was going to, that I was going to get to, or have to tell my story on day one, I kind of was like, God, I've already done this before. Right. And then when they told their story, they were like, Oh, this is nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Because 
when you step into a container or into a space where you know you're allowed to and encouraged to show these things that you've been taught are bad and wrong about you, mm-hmm. because that's what's happening. It's not the anger that's bad. You've been taught that you are bad. That because that anger is a innate, again, expression of yourself. And so we, when we are not allowed to, to show the anger and show the rage and show the things that we're upset about that are literally innate things in our bodies, we're made with these things. When we're told that, then that means that we're bad. Mm-hmm. So if we show anger, that means we're a bad person. It's not that my anger is bad. It means that I'm bad. Mm-hmm. Well, that ties but into you're... like shame, right? Because guilt, so the guilt anger... is something that guilt is something that you feel. You're like, oh, I did a bad thing. But then the shame is like, oh, I am a bad person. And being taught that and then, you know, whatever, like accidentally showing that you're angry. You're like, oh, shit, like I'm a bad person. Yeah. So the anger and the shame are deeply tied together. And when you do sacred rage work, it clears out the shame. Mm-hmm. It clears out the shame because what happens is, again, it's being witnessed in your anger in a space between either one person or more that is going to hear your whole story from start to finish. No, t- there's no time limits in the work that I do mm-hmm. up to four, up to four hours. I, I do limit it up to four hours, but I can hold space for four hours of work at a time. So wow. when you tell somebody you have four hours to tell your story, what the fuck? The longest people, <laughs> the longest people talk is like for an hour and a half. You know what I mean? But still when they're just like, and they're apologizing, oh, I'm sorry, it's taking so long. And I have to interrupt them. Don't apologize for taking long. I want you to take long. Mm-hmm. I want to hear all the horror stories. Well, I'm just afraid that, that you're not going to like, my story's really ugly, Tasha. Like it's really bad. It's really abusive. I, I I've heard it pretty much all at this point. Trust me. Mm-hmm. You can't, it can't be too big. It can't be too ugly. So anyway, it's the witnessing. It's the witnessing of you and your story. And then it's the encouragement over and over again of, where you're at specifically in the process of the emotions that are coming up from under that. So I unfortunately don't have a tip for people except for the fact to say, if you're feeling like your anger is bad, if, even if it's not me, you need to find a way to be witnessed in your anger, full blown and cathartically fucking release it. Mm-hmm. If you don't do those things, it's going to plague you and you're going to keep having that that perspective of your anger and of yourself until you do, mm-hmm. it will not go away. I don't care what you do to numb it. I don't care what you do to try to, to try to gloss it over to, um, and I've seen people by the way, who've done tons of anger work and still didn't clear it till they came to see me mm-hmm. because it's done in a specific way that you get full permission to be yourself full out. And when you walk into a container where it's like, for instance, I have a woman in my in my group right now who was referred to me by her coach. She's been working with for two years and they tried to do anger and she couldn't do it. But she comes into my group and literally after day one is like, holy shit. Because it's a place where you know it's allowed. Yeah. Whereas with a coach here or there that kind of just tries to work it in or does work in little bits of it, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Because you've been so shamed into it, you have to be amongst a group of people that everyone's feeling the same way and everyone's giving everyone permission to do that. And they realize that are, they're not judged. There's five faces, 10 faces staring at them who are all like, me too. Right. Oh my God, your story. Oh my God, your story. I love you. Oh my God. I didn't, I, I, I didn't know that I was angry about that too. Thank you for saying that. Of course. And then and people who are just like, Oh, I don't feel like I should say this. And, and on the whole group's going, please say it. What the mm-hmm. hell? That's so fucking healing. Mm-hmm. And it's for anger specifically. So yeah. that is my answer. You need to be witnessed in it. You need to have the courage to say, 
I know behind all the fear that this is not how I should feel about this part of myself. It's a, mm -hmm. it's your inner child or your, and your, and, or your inner teenager. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's your inner teenager because that's our rebellious, especially for women. It's our rebellious fuck you stage, you know? <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> well, I, I mean that, that definitely resonates with me. I mean, just, I'm a huge advocate for bringing awareness to all feelings and emotions and mm -hmm. that they are, they are part of the human experience. I mean, you're going to feel, you're going to have emotions and trying to put them like in this fucking box and try to, trying to label them or like stuff them down and not like sitting with them. Like I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if you're feeling sad or like, you know, you just lost a loved one or whatever. And you're just trying to like get over it. I'm like, no, you need to sit, like sit with that grief. Like, like welcome it, say hello, you know, and all that. And when it comes to rage, um, just what you were saying about being witnessed in that, not only by yourself, not only you witnessing that in you and, and bringing that forward, but also like having someone outside of you, you know, sit there and be like, I see you and I'm, I'm listening. Like I'm willing to let you just be your complete self and I'm here to feel it with you. You know, like that is just so powerful. And like you were saying, that's, that's fucking healing. Like that's absolutely incredible. So yeah. tell me, tell me a little bit about, um, like what your session would entail. I mean, as much as you're willing to, to kind of yeah. talk about, um, you sure. mentioned something about like four or five steps and, and whatnot. And, um, and then obviously like, I definitely want to be able to, um, reference to like your website and stuff and for people to sign up for these, yeah. but kind of give us an overview of what that's like. Yeah. So a private session, I would say, I think I'm going to change it to a five-step process because really the first step is telling your story. So I think I'm going to start changing it into a five-step process. Plus hell, everybody likes the five-step process instead of the four step. Sounds more <laughs> professional. Anyways. So step one of five steps, I'll just fucking say it from now on, um, is you telling your story from start to finish, like I said, um, and that, and I, and the private session is split up into two days. They have to be back to back. And the first day again is, is like a protection prayer. Um, I usually ask what their fears are about being in the, doing the session, mm -hmm. which there always are nine times out of 10. <clears throat> um, and they tell their story. And then I use my psychic abilities and my coaching um, for messages afterwards. I always get messages from their guides and mine and um, some coaching comes in and um, some pretty powerful realizations and aha moments happen out of that. And then the next day we do the force, the rest of the, of the, of the steps, which is, uh, the step one is again, the, uh, what I call an anger purge, which is a, um, a list of things written down that you're mad at in a specific format. And then you read that out loud with no interruption and no feedback from that. That's literally just you. I put myself mm -hmm. on mute and you read, read it all out. I've had people who have puked from writing out their list. Wow. Because just writing it out, they're like, holy shit. Like my body's reacting to that. I had one woman who had one, one woman who had um, anxiety for 20 years and realized while she was writing her list that all of her anxiety was because of her repressed anger. Wow. So it's a really powerful, powerful thing to sit down and write every single thing out. It very, very, very powerful. Um, and then, um, Step two is a somatic, a sacred rage, somatic shaking exercise that we do. Um, and then step three is some primal breath work. And then step four is the sacred rage screen process. And then after that, um, I do a chakra meditation. So to just get, get the client back in the body, get them grounded and clear out anything energetically that might have, uh, we might've missed, so to speak. Um, and then I do Reiki at the same time. 
and then they we come together obviously and i ask how they're feeling they usually just want to fucking go to sleep at that point um <laughs> and then uh and then there's seven non-consecutive days of follow-up support in the voice platform that you choose oh beautiful i love that so it's not just yes. like that weekend thing it's like a continuing no continuing I used, space i used to do it that way but um then i realized people were like <laughs> all these things were coming up and right. i was like okay <laughs> maybe i should have some follow-up support on there right. so yeah Yep. <laughs> that, that makes sense. They're like, wait, what? My life is different. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, holy shit, all these emotions are starting to come up. And that's why I do tell people sometimes too, they're like, well, should I do the private session or should I do the group session? And what I normally tell people, I mean, I let their bodies decide what they want to do. But what I usually tell them if they can't decide is, you know, if you're somebody who has, like, you know, the anger's there and you're kind of ready to go, or you, you know, you will be once you get the space, then, then a private session will probably work for you. But if you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm really kind of afraid of my fear. It's hard for me to tap into it, but I know it's there. I know I need to process it. Then I always suggest the group program. The group program's like five weeks long. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I saw a video recently on Instagram. I don't know if I sent it to you. I think it was like late last night, but um, and I don't remember the lady, so I can't reference her by name, but she was <laughs> um, talking about rage being held in the body. Right. Yes. And she was, um, she was showing this technique that you can use um, for your liver. And I was wondering if you knew anything about like specific organs or parts of your body that yes. you feel rage really sets into if you will. Yes. Like, so okay. if it's, if you don't have a healthy relationship with your anger and rage, it will find everything's energy. It doesn't right. go away. Absolutely. Nothing yeah. goes away. It transforms into something else. A anger is no different. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you're not allowing it out, it's going to go in until it implodes and mm -hmm. finds a way out. So it will just keep building inside of your body basically until it finds a way out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Yes, in Eastern medicine, and it's true, anger is held in the liver. Okay. Just like you said, right? Um, it's also uh, throat. It's a it's a throat chakra clearing, the work that I do. So anything that's held in the throat. So throat cancer is associated with this. The number one emotional cause of stomach cancer is repressed anger. Shut up. I didn't know yes. this. Yes. And I just found out that it's been scientifically proven that, that anger, repressed anger is also a cause of breast cancer. Oh my God. Yep. And think of all the women that have breast yep. cancer that have repressed anger because they're afraid to show their fucking anger. Yeah. Um, gallbladder issues, anger, eczema, repressed anger. Mm. Um, obviously liver things, but, um, but yeah, so those are anything digestion uh, has to do with anger. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it will store itself in your body and it will kill you mm -hmm. flat the fuck out. So you, some people have, you need to decide what you are willing to live with and what you're willing to possibly die for. Mm -hmm. You have to get into a place. The other thing I want to tell people too, just briefly is that, you know, a lot of people are afraid to face their anger. They're afraid to step into that. And what they don't realize because they're afraid, like they, I hear this a lot. What if I, what if I let it out and it, it just controls everything? It just like, it, it overwhelms me and I, and I, and it just, I won't shut up and it won't stop and it burns everything down. And they're just like terrified that there's, it's going to like, <laughs> it's going to take on a life of its own. Right. Um, and really the reality of the situation is once you, it's kind of like a bully in this aspect. Like when you face the bully, the bully goes away. 
And this is the same thing. The minute you decide to say, oh, I see you, I see the fire over there and I'm going to choose to actually walk into the fire, knowing that there's growth and love and opportunity and healing for me in there. Like I'm going to walk in anyways. There's an immediate power shift, immediate power shift. You instantly become the master of that emotion. Wow. where you're supposed to be. This is part of the problem. It, this is like a rampant child running around, okay, without a parent. And so the minute the parent comes in and says, oh, I see you and I'm going to look at you now and I'm going to figure out and ask you what the fuck you need and we're going to figure this out together, the anger takes a back seat like it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So that shift told, I've never, ever, ever, ever in the two and a half years of my work ever had anybody have that happen in the sense of it overtakes them. The only thing that happens, I mean, the only thing that happens is more happiness, more joy, more peace, feeling lighter, having more space, more fucking energy, better sleep, less pain, some chronic pain completely removed and so on and so on. So nothing but good. And every, I almost hear people all the time go, Oh, they come in and they're shaking. They're like, I see them visibly shaking. They're like, look at my hands. They're shaking. (laughs) They're terrified. And they know what they need to be there, right? So right. that's a that's a that's a hundred percent guarantee of big results. By the way, hundred percent every time happens. If you if you're terrified to the point where you're having a visceral reaction, and you're excited on some level, hundred percent guarantee. But um, every single time, even the people that are shaking, they go, "Oh, I." That, that wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be. They're like, wow, I, I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like They never, ever, ever, ever have anything but more joy and happiness yeah. afterwards. Well, I mean, I, f- I feel like that goes hand in hand with what you were saying earlier about like needing to feel those emotions, feel those feelings, because it it's if it's stuck in your body, you're only it's only going to be a negative experience. It's only going to get to a point where you're just going to fucking explode but being able to feel them get that shit out, <laughs> you're obviously going to feel better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hello. I mean, yeah. that's like a wound, you know? Yeah. You're scared to go to the doctor, but I guess your arm could fall off. You decide, right. exactly. you know, I mean, what, what are you doing? It's going to, it's going to become an infection. And some people don't, some people, some people do wait and wait and wait until they absolutely fucking have to. Some people do that. And you know, if that's you, then that's, that's perfect for you too. Nobody's judging you on that and do whatever you want. But, you know, the point is to let people know that, like, that this is this is an available option that not a lot of people know that is even out there. They don't even have a clue. They're like so many. I also always hear like, I can't imagine what my life would have been like if I hadn't done this work. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe I waited this long. I wish I would have done it sooner, knowing that it wasn't going to be anything scary, that I was going to be scared at first, but freed, freed afterwards. Yeah. So after your, after your sessions, um, I know you said you do like the seven day follow up or whatever. Um, do you have any examples of people who, you know, have done their session with you and then a week later, two weeks later, whatever they have, I don't know, like an anger, something comes up where they, where they just feel angry about something and how did they process it with the tools that you provided for them? Yeah. So really the, it's really interesting. Cause I don't really provide, I mean, I do, I guess I provide some, some, uh, wording that helps okay. to, to do that. But really what happens when you work with me is it becomes something that you get, you may, it just, it changes who you are. Mm-hmm. So you don't see anger the same. You don't see other people's anger the same. Your body doesn't literally physically doesn't react to anger the same way anymore. 
So what happens is, is now it becomes like this almost like witness view. Like, so let's say before, before you get work done, it's your trauma response is completely re- controlling you. So you have a trauma response of fawning, which is people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. Freeze, fight or flight. And there's a couple other ones, but those are the four main ones. Mm-hmm. And in, in a time when somebody activates you, triggers you, however you want to word that, you're just doing whatever the trauma response is having you do. You're going to fight them. You're going to freeze and shut down your whatever it is. When you've done the work, the sacred rage work with me, what happens is now you feel your trauma response. I feel still feel my trauma responses, but what's happening is you're able to think and then act in the moment. Despite that, it doesn't fucking control you. It doesn't overwhelm you anymore. Mm-hmm. So now there's this ability to be like, Oh, I kind of see like it's, it's one of, of many things, right? It's either somebody's crossing your boundaries and instead of shutting down and people pleasing and fawning or, or freezing or fighting them, you now speak up and say, "Mm, I didn't feel very good to me. Can we talk about Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Or it needs to be, uh, don't fucking touch me. Like whatever the level is, you're able to say it out loud. It, It enables you to speak and be able to say what you need. Um, so it's very interesting. It's, it's, you don't feel, you just don't do things a lot. So what I tell people for the wording is like, when it comes up now, it, really anything that comes up, but what, if there's anger and there's shame and there's something that comes up that makes you really super pissed off, it depends on what the situation is. If you're in a work situation where you can't say out loud, I don't really like the way you just talk to me, boss. Like, you know, you can't really always say what you want in the middle of a, or talking to a client sometimes. Right. Right. So in that moment, you have to decide if you, if you can have space to say something even kindly of just like, Oh, I think I need some time just to process that. Um, or whatever it is needs to be said. But if you can't say it, then what I have people do is I have them tell themselves, okay, I'm mentally making a note for this and I'm going to fucking get really pissed about this later. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to journal about it, or I'm going to call up a friend that I know will hold space for me while I literally rant and rave and curse my face off while I talk about it. Or I'm going to fucking scream my, scream my face about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to, I'm going to express it. I'm going to get it out of my body somehow. And, mm-hmm. and if it is a work thing, it's happening over and over again. Your sacred rage will be like, we're not working here anymore. Like yeah. this keeps happening and we can't work here anymore. So it, it creates change. And then the other thing that I have people do is I have them t- say when they're feeling something coming up to come out this Mm -hmm. is not my truth anymore it is coming up to come out i get to be fucking angry about this i get to be fucking mad about this Mm -hmm. i have had horrible shit happen to me and all the shit that i've been angry about there's layers that are now coming out from me having to press that my anger's been pressing down and now that my anger's been released there's all these things that are coming up and coming out and they're fucking uncomfortable and it's got it's anxiety and it's scary at times. And I'm also still, now I'm pissed off about this thing and not instead of this thing. And that's okay. It's like, you're giving yourself that permission. You're now giving yourself that permission and giving yourself that allowance to be angry. So that's what a healthy relationship with anger looks like is you allow it to fucking exist and you find a way to express it. You find a way to shake it out of your body, scream it out of your body, talk it out of your body, you know, whatever it is, you find a way to do that. And as it's doing it, like even just yesterday, what the thing that was happening with me when I was like the eight year old stuff coming up, I had to tell myself and I forget sometimes, even in my, I'm the one that fucking does it. And I still forget sometimes (laughs) I had to be like, wow, that's really overwhelming. I feel like, fuck, am I ever going to be able to like manifest things or picture things? And then I realized, oh it's because this is coming up to leave me. 
this is coming up right now so that I can look at it, acknowledge it and let it leave me. I give, and I literally picture it like coming out, coming out of my mouth, coming out of, as I'm saying the things, Oh, you're coming up to leave me. Cause it's not my truth anymore. So mm-hmm. I see you, you can't, when things leave, you can't not feel them. So anything that your anger has been pushing down or you've been using to numb it, it just because you've expressed your anger doesn't mean you're not going to feel all the shit underneath there. But what you have to, if you can give it a direction out of your body, oh, this is this is coming up to leave me. This is coming up to 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 go. Mm-hmm. Then it doesn't stay there and it doesn't keep creating more anger. I love it that. Doesn't, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And and I mean, what you were saying earlier about um, a client like vomiting while she was like writing about this like that that just came to mind I was like yeah she it needed to come out somehow like (laughs) oh girl girl I've had I've had women one woman I had to stop her scream session because um she was puking for an hour oh she would she had a bucket next to her a full-on bucket and she was puking, screaming, puking, screaming. And she told me, she said, I'm a puker. When I get fucking really released, I puke. And I was like, okay, so I'm prepared for that. Right. <laughs> um, and what I tell people when they are, and I tell people who aren't pukers, so they're like, oh my God, why am I throwing up right now? I'm like, well, you're screaming your face off. Your body's like trying to remove shit. But I tell them when they're puking, I'm like, I want you to see that as poison leaving your body. Mm-hmm. Because that is a physical physical representation of the shit that's been sitting in your fucking organs. Yes. I want you. So like I had a woman too, who had an eating disorder and she in the middle of screaming. She's like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. She's like, is this going to reactivate my eating disorder? And it was a really powerful question. And I was like, I had to think intuitively. I had to be like, what am I going to tell her? Because right. it could, it could, but I thought, well, fuck, I guess it could. <laughs> and then I was like, no girl, this is not you puking because you're trying to keep stuff down. This is you puking to get shit out. Wow. This isn't you puking because you have shame and you can't show yourself or your body or your thoughts. This is you puking that shame out of your body that made you have to have the eating disorder in the first place. This is, I want you to see that when you are puking, I want you to see that as that, the lies and the shame coming out of your body. Wow. And then it becomes redirected. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, you're right. That is a physical thing coming up and coming out of their organs. That is the shit coming out. Mm -hmm. And that's why, again, when they're done, they're not mad at the things they came in to be mad at. They're not. There may be another layer underneath. They're like, oh, I'm not mad at that anymore. But there's this thing now I'm mad at. But that thing they were mad at, gone. Gone. I've had people for two and a Okay, when I first started this, I was like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm really doing, right? I was like, (laughs) I was just kind of like like doing things, you know, intuitively. Um. And there are women who took my courses, the very first one I ever did donation based because I didn't, you know, who's going to pay thousands of dollars to work on their anger back then. And, um, and they literally to this day are writing testimonials mm. that they are not the same, that they never looked at anger the same again, their body's the same. This is changing people's fucking DNA. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not, you're not, the, you're not the same person. I've had, I've had yeah. people take before and after pictures, their faces look completely different. You're not yeah. the same person. <laughs> You know, so yeah, so if you're ready, and that's why, that's also why it's terrifying, because you won't be the same fucking person, Mm -hmm. and it's never a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's never. I think that's what. Yeah, people get stuck on that. They're just like, oh, I'm gonna be so different, and it's like, yeah, but like different, better, miserable. Yeah, look how miserable you are right now. Like, yeah, like for people like that, I'm like, I don't want to hear you complain about it. Like if you're not, if you know the thing to do and you're just letting fear like completely over, I'm not going to shame. I'll never shame a person for that. I'll be like, you're not, you know, often people tell me many times, oh, I'm just not ready. It, it, fantastic. I love mm-hmm. that you, I love that you know that about yourself. Yeah. 
Exactly. And I also don't want to hear you complaining about it because you're not willing to do the work. And that's not, I'm not here to hold space for that, but I'll hold space for you telling me you're just not ready all day long because Mm -hmm. people will come to me a year later and be like, okay, now I'm ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. Your anger, your repressed anger, like again, it's energy. It's not just going to go away and you can't meditate it away. You can't forgive it away. You need to get it up and out of your body. You need to cathartically release it and you need to be heard in your story with no judgment and no time limits, period. Absolutely. I love that. Um, okay. So for my, the last question I had, um, I know that you typically work with women, Uh um, adults. I don't know if you work with teenagers or what, but I am curious and I'm sure our listeners are too, um, I know a lot of children who suffer with anger. Have you ever worked with like younger children, like, you know, adolescent, like, like preteens? I have not yet. I haven't even worked with teens yet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So it's something I want to do. I had a teen program twice. I've tried to put together a teen program. Okay. um, And it just didn't happen. Didn't work. Parents couldn't get the parents on board or I couldn't find enough teenagers or whatever. Do you only Um, work with women or have you worked with men too? So I have worked with men. It's interesting. I have a uh, one man I've done a private one-on-one session and I have another one um, coming up actually next weekend. Um, And I just had two men on my sacred rage podcast um, to talk about their anger and stuff. So that's really beautiful. But yes, I'm, I'm more, I'm working. I am working my way into working with more men because I too was terrified of a man's anger. My father ruled by intimidation and he had a temper he never put his hands only put his hands on me once, but it wasn't anything like what you're thinking. Um, he just really, his voice, his power, his presence, uh, was very, very, very scary. And, um, and so I was terrified, terrified to see men's anger. And then once I realized somebody came to me and was like telling me, I could see that they were just like, I have all this anger and rage. I don't know how to get rid of it. And, and it's, it's, it's men who are ready to, they want to be vulnerable. Mm. These aren't men looking to be pissed off, to throw something and scare me. They're looking to heal. They're looking to direct it out of their bodies, just like women are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because the podcast episode I just did today with a wonderful man, his name's Nicholas uh, Kytus, Um, him and I, after talking today, he's like, how do you feel about doing like a retreat around with women and men integrated? Wow. And I was like, yeah, because in the podcast, I was like, what I don't understand is like, there's a, there's retreats for men and there's retreats for women, but there's no integration. There's no one of women and men coming together as complete strangers, hearing each other out and getting pissed off about the things and hearing the men watch the men, you know, have the men watch the women and how pissed off and feel their emotions about how pissed off they are at men. So they can be affected by that and vice versa. There mm-hmm. needs to be some integrated healing. That happening. would be so powerful. Oh my God. Yes. And it's really what the world needs right now. Like we, like women have been rising and they've risen to a place where now it feels like they're abusing men. It does feel like that. I it agree. Like, yep. It you. feels like, like the whole Barbie movie, right? People talked about this. Wow. I feel bad for the men <laughs> because mm-hmm. the men are really like being made to look so like emasculated and like not important really. And mm-hmm. like all these things. And now people are saying, I don't like that. Because it's what, because it's changing to what it's supposed to change to. The new earth everybody keeps talking about, the veil getting fucking more lifted, this 5D, 7D stuff everybody talks about. But what, do you, what do you think the world looks like? Women ruling? No. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. people integrated. Right. It's integration. And so that's really what's needed is men and women together. 
clearing their anger together. Yeah. And honoring, honoring each other in individuality. Like we're, yeah, we're different, but I, I took girl, I totally get you. Like, this is a whole other like episode conversation we could do. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So, so that's, I think it's great to leave it on that because maybe we'll do another one about that, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's needed not just to understand each other, but to literally help each other heal. Like we need each other to help each other heal. So, yeah. Um, so that's, so yes, that's a great question. And yes, I'm into trying to integrate both, both things. And I would love to work with teenagers. Um, and I would love to work with children at some point as well. So, yes. So, so finishing up on this, just the, the child topic, um, what, let's see, how do I word this? So I know you've worked with adults obviously, and they have anger that's been in their system since, their childhood or whatever right so when it comes to a child say a five or six year old little boy who has anger issues where do you where do you think that stems from if he's like so young and he hasn't experienced a lot of life um what would you like what what does your intuition say about that um i think maybe well when you're five or six you don't necessarily know how to communicate what your body's feeling True. You know, for the most, I mean, something you're five or six, you can talk, right? But there's some things you maybe don't know how to talk about. You, um, also, it could be past life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that it's more about a, just a, not really asking where it's coming from for a five or six year old. It's more about letting them, showing them how to properly be angry. So instead of hitting mom or dad, you maybe direct them over to a pillow and say, let's hit the pillow together. Mm-hmm. and you fucking hit the pillow together or even just like on a consistent basis if they're really angry on a consistent basis you're coming together and bringing the pillow up and being like come on let's get angry about stuff let's hit the pillow let's you know let's break some things let's in this win this container where we're not container I'll use the word container with them but you know in this space right. right here we're gonna get angry right here and this is this is our angry spot this is our angry corner you know like something that's like directs them to say, Oh, that's the space where I can put my anger out there. Something tangible. Right. right. Something that's like, yeah, kid, kid understandable. Right. Like, Oh, there's okay. Maybe they go stand in the corner and start in the, in the, in the spot that's called the anger spot. This is all just coming intuitively. This is weird. Um, (laughs) the the anger spot and they start walking over there and just being like, you know, and you can ask them, are you angry? Do you want to go over to the angry corner or whatever? And they'll be like, yeah, you know, so whatever. So I think it's more about just getting it out of their bodies because it's hard to be human. (laughs) <laughs> and it's, they could be having pain. They don't understand. They could be, you know, um, feeling things of, they don't understand. Yeah. They could just yeah. be like um, an anxiety. They don't know what anxiety is. And they're feeling weird or scared for no fucking reason. Like we all do as humans from time to time. Yeah. Like it could be all kinds of shit. So I think it is just more about, yeah. You know, honoring just where they're at and being like, let's just get it out. Let's get it out together. You know, absolutely. Being, being taught that it's not bad or wrong exactly starting at a young age yeah for sure that's where it all needs to come from it's just being you know that allowance and I think when you clear it out of yourself um you now have tolerance for that you're not able to see like oh you're not actually mad at me or like this isn't making me want to fucking haul off and hit somebody now I can hold space for your anger because I because mine is 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 accepted mm-hmm. wow well thank you so much this was not only insightful but it was just like awesome like listening to you describe things and like talk about your work um i'm going to be putting all of tasha's information in the 
uh, description for this episode. So be sure to check out her website. She also just started a Sacred Rage podcast, which I have shared on Highway Triple Five's Facebook page. Thank you. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I heard the first episode so far and it was it was great. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for more. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you so put, much. Yeah, I'll put your social media um, links and everything in the description. But girl, thanks so much for being a part of the show. And I'm just so excited to be a part of like raising awareness for your work and for sacred rage. And uh, just, this is like a breath of fresh air. I was having chills like the whole episode because like everything you were saying, <laughs> I was like, fuck yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> well, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak about my work and your energy is just epic. It's always been so beautiful. I think you're doing really powerful work in the world as well. So I'm just honored to be here and thanks for everyone for listening. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Well, we'll, um, yeah, like I said, I'll put all your stuff in the description and I'll talk to you all next week. Okay, bye.